that has had the drug. Okie dokie. Uh, so let's uh, call the meeting to order. Uh, let us begin with the uh, approval of minutes from November 10th, 2021, uh, which were available on the, uh, on the website. I imagine that everybody's had an opportunity to take a look at that. And I think we're talking right now, uh, mostly Kim and Robin, I think, right? And Gene, you're just here to watch. Appreciate that. Uh, so I have a motion to approve the minutes, please. This is Robin, so moved. Is there a second? I will second that. Uh, is there any further discussion on the minutes? Uh, this is Kim. I think I, I keep getting muted by the host. So I I don't know if that is something that they can undo permanently, but I tried to talk. Can you hear me now? Yep, I can hear you now, Kim. Okay, thanks. So we'll, so I actually, uh, let's, while she's speaking, uh, all those in favor of accepting the minutes as is, please respond by saying aye. 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 Oh, all those that do not approve, which I guess is nobody else. So we will move on. Um, there is no public comment uh, to go through today. Uh, if there are any disclosures or recusals, this would be the time to let us know. Seeing none, uh, we will move on uh, to our new business. We will start with the City of Madison resolutions. Um, uh, first uh, item, um, supporting the reasonable regulation of firearms to assist in helping to remedy public health concerns stemming from firearms violence in the City of Madison and authorizing the city attorney in consultation with the mayor to join the city as amicus in cases related to firearm regulation which promote or impact Madison's policies and programs to help combat firearm violence. That is the title. Uh, could I have a motion to approve? Motion to approve, Whitmore. And is there a second? Langton, second. Okay, thank you. And then could we hear uh, more about this item of business, please? Um, I think I'm gonna invite uh, City Attorney Haas to speak with us and provide oversight um, overview of this item to you. Is that all right, right. Mike? Sure. Thanks, uh, Janelle, and uh, good evening. Um, I, I wanted to acknowledge, first of all, that uh, this most of this resolution was drafted by one of the um, law students who interned in our office this year, uh, Nia Blazing Game. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And he is uh, observing the meeting tonight. And this came out of some discussions we had with the mayor's office. The city of Madison has a number of resolutions that authorize um, our office to consult with the mayor and determine whether we have an interest in joining litigation across the country related to a number of different um, uh, public policy issues. It might be immigration, reproductive rights, um, elections are, are a few that come to mind. And uh, what this involves is simply lending the city of Madison's name to litigation that is intended to forward principles or policies that the city of Madison agrees with. And so um, as we're trying to brainstorm about uh, you know, what can the city do 
in a legal environment where we are constrained by state statutes and how much regulation the city can uh, can uh, implement on its own, we thought, well, at least this would be one step that we could take to show the city of Madison's uh, support for uh, regulation of firearms and try attempting to reduce firearms violence. Um, in the course of it, of course, we were aware that um, that public health has has uh, done quite a bit in this area, declared um, uh, violence or has a violence prevention program and declared it to be a public health issue. And so we thought we'd take the opportunity to um, ask the city council to uh, go on record just supporting those efforts. So that's really the, the two pieces of this resolution, the, the be a resolve clauses. And we, we borrowed a bunch of statistics that public health had on its website or uh, from other organizations. So um, that's essentially it, but I'd be happy to answer any, any questions. Thank you very much. Uh, are there any questions? I guess I have a question. Does the does the uh, uh, does uh, public health play a role in helping to write these or decide helping to decide which cases you know you may want to weigh in on from a city perspective, or is that an internal uh, function to your office? No, it, it's a good question. I, I believe we did run the draft of this resolution by public health and got their input. Um, as far as cases that we might join. Uh, in those subject areas, typically we or the mayor will consult with whatever, whatever agency is involved in that in that subject area. Um, again, elections being one example, we will consult with the city clerk um, and make sure we're just all on the same page. So we would certainly uh, be happy to consult with public health, the public health department um, to get their, their input about uh, litigation that might be pending across the country. Thank you. Are there other questions? No, no further questions for me. Okay. All those in favor of uh, this resolution, please respond by saying aye. 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 And aye. that is that is unanimous. Thank you. Thank you very much, City Attorney Haas. Thank you. Let's move on to the Board of Health resolutions. Uh, the first Board of Health resolution is Board of Health for Madison and Dane County Resolution 2022-10, resolution to enter in a contract with and accept funds from the Wisconsin Department of Health Services for lead in water testing remediation project for childcare facilities. Can I have a motion to accept this? Uh, motion to approve, Whitmore. And second. Second, LinkedIn. Okay, excellent. Could we hear more about the resolution, please? Sure. I'm John Hospech, supervisor with uh, Public Health Madison and Dane County, responsible um, for the Childhood Lead Poisoning Prevention Program. In the years um, that I've been working with childhood lead poisoning prevention, um, the main barrier, the main stumbling block has always been uh, money to actually make changes. We've done a lot of work in talking with, with uh, property owners, parents, um, childcare uh, providers, you name it. Um, you know, uh, 
physicians, nurses, and whatnot. And I believe everybody's on the same page as to uh, lead is a, a hazard that we can do without. And um, the difficulty is getting rid of it in all the places that it's at and finding the money to make that happen. So this grant is something that came up um, just very recently um, and offered to provide resources to mitigate any lead hazards found in drinking water sources, which is something that I am very excited to jump, jump on and do the best we can to make it happen, uh, especially in this case where it appears that this money is um, potentially short-lived and the better, the, the best use we can make out of it, uh, the better off for our kid. So, um, and uh, Jean, you had uh, sent a question to Devin about what's the uh, overall, um, you know, level of uh, lead or the, the amount of hazard for lead in childcare centers. And I'll admit that I don't know, I, I can't give you an exact number. Um, the amount of testing that has gone on in childcare centers is not something that's known to us. Um, we have talked with schools and childcare centers about lead and water in the past. And um, I'm hopeful that some of that has resulted in testing, um, but it's not been known to us. The child care centers that we're talking about are licensed. So they do, in, to support their license, they have to go through inspections and essentially that results in a, um, a test for chipping and peeling paint. So if they, um, are able to maintain their painted services and good repair, uh, then they would pass, which, you know, we do know is a, um, you know, a huge benefit in protecting kids from lead-based paint, uh, but it's not the, the total answer. So looking at the list of facilities, we have some in, you know, some of the oldest parts of Madison, which very well could be that, you know, a facility of that age could have lead-bearing paint and lots of surfaces as well as um, lead fixtures. Uh, I also have um, from the pilot project that the state did with Rock County, when they went into the childcare facilities in Rock County, they found that um, six out of seven um, had at least one fixture in their facility that had lead that was producing lead to the, to the level that it was failing a lead and water test. And I mean, and that's a, a finding that is uh, equally concerning because that's, that's really not um, limited due to age of the building. Um, lead in water fixtures is something that um, only recently has started to decline. Um, and some of the fix and some of the uh, valves and other metal parts within the faucets or water bubblers and such, uh, those are the parts that we've been finding that have been adding lead into the water. Are there any questions about any of that? 
no questions, just glad to see um, some resources going towards this. So thank you. Dr. Messer. Yeah, thanks for uh, responding to the question. I was just was, I'm, I'm ignorant about this topic and in, in the specifics. And so I just wasn't aware of how much of a role the public health department was playing in lead mitigation and what the overall universe was of childcare facilities. This is gonna allow working on 45, sounds fabulous. I just was interested to know what the universe was of these facilities. So. Oh, it's much larger than this. Yeah, um, I suspected. And quite honestly, the probably the biggest um, number of hazards is in the home child care um, facilities. You know, uh, a, a mom or an individual who decides to offer child care to a small number of children doesn't have to be licensed. Um, can operate out of their home. And we know that homes, you know, of a certain age have lots of potential lead hazards. So this is uh, a scratching the surface, but, you know, that's the, the first, um, you know, that's an important step to take in solving the problem. Hey, I see no further questions. All those in favor of accepting the uh, resolution 2022-10, please respond by saying aye. 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 That is unanimous. Thank you very much. Let's move on to the next item. Board of Health for Madison and Dane County Resolution 2022-11, authorization to accept additional funds from the National Association of County and City Health Officials to support the health equity and overdose prevention mentorship program. And I please have a motion for approval. I'll move Whitmore. And is there a second? Blankton, second. Thank you very much. Could we hear more about this item? Sure. Good evening, everyone. Um, this is, I believe, the third or fourth time I've been in front of you all uh, for resolutions about uh, this funding, which is exciting and can also be a little confusing. So I'm just going to encourage everybody to uh, refer back to the resolution language uh, to kind of keep track and, and follow where we are. So um, we um, had previously been in front of you to accept um, an amount of, I believe, originally $20,000. Um, then we received an additional $10,000 from NHO, which I believe was our most recent um, interaction with you all. And now we are coming back uh, because that original contract was actually only signed for $15,000. And so now NATO is finally giving us the additional $10,000 uh, for a total increase in funding uh, that's amounted to $25,000. So this is hopefully the last time we'll be in front of you uh, to accepting, or maybe not, uh, if there's always more money, we'll be in front of you again. But for this particular um, funding related to the health equity and overdose prevention mentorship program, this should be it. Um, so we're just crossing our T's and dotting our I's here, um, again, because we finally received that additional $10,000 from NACHO. Um, and we're asking for um, that to be considered tonight. Thank you. Any uh, questions? Seeing none, all those in favor of accepting uh, resolution 2022-11, please respond by saying aye. 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 That is unanimous. Thank you very much. 
We'll move on to the next item, Board of Health for Madison and Dane County Resolution 2022-12, authorization to accept additional funds from 2022 private on-site water testing program, POUTS meeting and amend the 2022 department budget. Can I have a motion to approve, please? Whitmore, so moved. And is there a second? Langton, second. Thank you very much. Uh, could we have more information about uh, this item? John, thank yes. you. Yes, yeah, it's uh, again, another one of my program uh, programs. We uh, generally host a meeting for our private on-site wastewater treatment system plumbers annually. Um, and this year we ended up having to um, uh, reserve a space that uh, charged us a significant amount of money. Uh, we usually find places that don't charge us anything, uh, but this time we had to raise some additional money from the attendees to cover that cost. So we just needed to uh, get that revenue put in towards the budget. Thank you. Are there any questions? Seeing none, all those in favor of accepting uh, resolution 2022-12, please respond by saying aye. 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 Uh, aye. Aye. Thank you. That is unanimous. Let's move on to the next item. Board of Health for Madison and Dane County Resolution 2022-13, authorization to enter into memoranda of understanding with the City of Madison and Journey Mental Health Center Incorporated for collaborative mental health crisis response team pilot. Did I have a motion to approve? What mark so moved? Is there a second? Langton, second. Excellent. Could we hear more about this item? Yeah. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Uh, my name is Matt Scalen, and I'm a public health specialist uh, in the Violence Prevention Unit at Public Health Madison and Dane County, um, and I manage the CARES program. Uh, the purpose of this MOU is to establish the responsibilities of the city, uh, the health department, and Journey for um, a collaborative mental health crisis response team in Madison. Um, that team is otherwise known as the Community Alternative Response Emergency Services Program, or its acronym CARES. Uh, CARES is a multi-agency crisis response team consisting of um, community paramedics uh, from the Madison Fire Department, as well as crisis workers from uh, Journey Mental Health Center. Um, and they respond to a wide range of uh, nonviolent um, behavioral health related crises. Uh, the on-scene goal uh, is to kind of de-escalate and treat and refer those patients out uh, to community services. Um, Previously, uh, there has been an MOU between the city and Journey Mental Health Center. Um, this MOU has been updated recently, um, adding Public Health Madison and Dane County as a party to that MOU. Um, the MOU outlines the, the roles and responsibility of the city as well as the health department and Journey Mental Health Center. Um, so for example, Public Health Madison and Dane County will be providing uh, pro program management related functions like uh, strategic planning, meeting facilitation, um, program monitoring and evaluation. Um, the current resolution presented to the Board of Health is to authorize the Director of Health uh, to sign the MOU um, on behalf of um, Public Health Madison and Dane County. Any questions with regards to any of that? Robin? 
is, oh, is there fiscal responsibilities? Are there funds being transferred with this MOU? Uh, so I can answer that. There are not funds being transferred with this MOU. This is just a partnership agreement. Um, however, there are other um, legislative items that um, aid in the fiscal transfer. So for example, we are um, in the process of getting our subrecipient agreement done with the city for the ARPA funds. Um, and some of those ARPA funds that are coming to the department uh, will be supporting the CARES program. Other questions? Okay, seeing none, all those in favor of uh, accepting resolution 2022-13, uh, please respond by saying aye. 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 That is unanimous, thank you. So we will now transition to the reports. Uh, we have a report, Violence Prevention uh, RFP Concept Paper, uh, Ariel. Thank you, if you give me just a moment, um, I'm gonna share my screen with you all. Actually, I don't have permission to share my screen. I'll wait for Devin to grant me that. <laughs> Thank you, Devin. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Okay. So um, we are coming to you all tonight to give you um, an update around the violence prevention RFP that I know we've alluded to in previous meetings um, with the intent that we want to introduce this concept paper to you all, um, answer any additional questions you have because we are intending for this RFP to go out um, on May 16th. Um, and so with that, um, a little bit of the background history. So uh, just as a reminder, our roadmap to reducing violence is our five-year comprehensive plan uh, that, was that was launched in March of last year. And with that, we are still operating the coalition, uh, the, the Violence Prevention Coalition. And the work groups have met over the past year in a variety um, of meetings in order to determine the priorities within each of the five goal areas. Um, and so with that, we petitioned for funding from both the city and the county to help support some of those roadmap um, violence prevention activities. And this is the cultivation of that work. So us releasing this RFP um, in collaboration and in tandem with the coalition. Um, again, the coalition selecting those priorities. So those priorities are going to be what applicants um, can apply for with some suggested activities based on the um, coalition work groups. Uh, with the hope that we can start moving forward in a lot of the things that we outlined in the roadmap. So again, the intended audience for this RFP um, is to support organizations who are serving Madison and Dane County in a violence prevention capacity at large. Um, ideally, we're looking for some organizations that have been um, engaged and involved in not only the roadmap development process, but also ongoing coalition members, but that's not a requirement. Um, but we do have the expectation that whoever we fund to do these activities, that they will be working with the coalition work groups, because again, that's kind of our centralization point for 
moving the work of the roadmap forward. Um, and so applicants will address the, priori the prioritized strategies and activities as defined by the work groups. And again, as outlined um, in this concept paper, which is a little bit of the overview of the RFP and then also in the actual RFP. Um, and so again, just as a reminder, the five goals within the roadmap are understanding violence in our community through data, supporting community engagement with children, youth, and families, fostering strong neighborhoods, bolster and increasing intervention and continuous healing for those affected by violence, and strengthening community capacity, engagement, and coordination of violence prevention efforts. Um, and so this RFP um, is just one of a few, um, but this RFP will be supporting uh, three of the five goal areas in the roadmap. So it's gonna be specifically supporting uh, goals two, three, and four. And that's just due to um, a little bit of variety in where work groups are with their readiness for um, supporting applicants and supporting funding opportunities. Um, and also to gain a little bit of strategic alignment with some other um, activities and uh, planned programming that organizations have going on. So this will not be the last time we are in front of you introducing you a concept paper for an RFP. Uh, like I said, this is just one of, of a few that we have slated over the next two years um, in accordance with when the ARPA funding will wrap up, which will be in December of 2024. So funding and timeline, um, we are, uh, again, the funding for this is coming from um, Coronavirus State and Local Fiscal Recovery Funds, also known as the SLURF program, uh, which is part of ARPA, the American Rescue Plan Act. Um, and so the total amount of funds that we have through 2024 um, is just over a million dollars, and that's both from contributions from the city and the county. Um, we have approximately $300,000 um, available this year, and that will be supporting this RFP. Um, and that's with the intention of each roadmap goal, um, uh, approximately awarding around 60 to $80,000. But that will depend um, heavily on how many applicants we get in each of the areas. As I mentioned, additional RFP will be released over the next two years to address the, the other roadmap priorities and also any emerging priorities that occur over the next two years. Um, and the timeline, again, we're hoping to, uh, we're hoping and we're on track to release this RFP on May 16th. Uh, so that's just in a few short weeks. Um, and again, our entire project period for this funding um, we're looking to hopefully start programming related to this to these awards um, in August um, and hoping that that will run through July 31st of 2023. Um, and there will be an additional option to do a one year renewal that will take us through July of 2024 for selected projects. And that is it. So I will stop sharing my screen. Um, I know that's a very brief overview of the RFP, um, but I'm happy to take any questions. Oh, and I forgot to mention, we also did attach kind of the full concept paper, which gives a lot more information and detail um, in the agenda. So if there are also questions about the full concept paper, I'm happy to take those too. Okay, thank you very much. Are there questions? No questions. From me, uh, just glad to see this moving forward. Thanks for leading this important work.
Yeah, I agree. It's great to see the support behind the roadmap and great to see the pieces coming together. Can you explain the steps from when people submit for the RFP to how the decision is made? Sure. So from the time people submit the RFP, um, we will have a selection of graders. Um, I will be honest, that's been a little tricky as we are trying to navigate the conflict of interest um, because we have had so much buy-in and engagement from our coalition partners with the development of the RFP. We want to make sure that we are not um, inadvertently creating any conflicts of interest. So it's a little bit of a tricky timeline that we're dealing with here um, in terms of who will serve as graders. But we'll have some external graders um, working on the applications, and then we'll have a mix of external and internal graders who will work on the budget piece um, from the decision-making standpoint. And from there, we are hoping to um, announce awards in the first week of July, ideally, um, and then starting the contract negotiation process in, on the 1st of July. And that gives us about a month to kind of go back and forth, make sure everyone's feeling comfortable about the agreements um, and those projects or programs or initiatives starting um, on August 1st. So that is a little bit of the timeline. Thanks for explaining that there's internal and then the external graders are community partners, it sounds like, who are part yes, of the review yes. process. Yep, and they're external partners who obviously did not apply for the funding. So that's why it's taking us uh, a little bit of time because we have some partners who uh, may be interested in the funding who we would also love to serve as external graders if they don't apply for the funding. So we'll have to do a little bit of a wait and see approach. Um, but we're working with those partners to try to get as much um, heads up on intent to apply as possible without requiring a formal letter of intent to apply. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Further questions? Seems like done. Thank you very much. And we will now move on to open topic. Are there any topics that we would like to discuss? Seeing none. Not. Seeing none, I'll take a motion for adjournment. Whitmark, so moved. Second. Second. All those in favor, please respond by saying aye. 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 Okay, we are adjourned. Thank you very much, everybody. Have a great rest of your Thanks, evening. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Yeah. Bye. Thank Bye. you.